Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show and America's best audio presentation on travel, according to the judges of the Lowell Thomas Foundation that awarded Rudy Maxa Rudy Max's World of Gold this year, and who am I to argue with the judges? I am Rudy Maxey, your junior radio show host, contributing editor to National Geographic Traveler, uh, host and executive producer of uh, about 86 shows on public television and the world's great destinations, and, of course, host of the Rudy Max's World Show right here on your favorite radio station every weekend. The first hour of the show is jam-packed with guests I hope and I think you'll find interesting. Cuba recently shocked its citizens by eliminating the onerous requirement that they obtain an exit visa to travel out of the country. Now, what effect that might have on the U.S., where, as you probably know, the law says that any Cuban who manages to make it to America is allowed to stay here. Phil Peters is a Cuba expert. He just returned from the country last week, and he's here to explain uh, what the ramifications of this new rule might be, or new lack of rule, I should say. Then don't be shocked if you visit Europe and find your credit card doesn't work. European credit cards are increasingly embedded with little microchips. Some U.S. cards have them, but not many. And unless and until U.S. card issuers follow suit, you're going to find it more and more difficult to charge items abroad. Travel journalist Kelly Monahan says he thinks he knows why U.S. card companies are dragging their feet on this one. He's going to join me in a few minutes. And if frequent flyer miles are important to you, you don't want to miss my upcoming interview with Brian Kelly, also known as the points guy. You think you know how to scoop up gobs of miles? Well, Brian has some tips that uh, will surprise and impress you, I have a feeling. Then at the end of the hour, I'll share a few of my travel deals of the week, but let's start, as I always do, with this week's travel news. Well, the eyes of all travelers with East Coast plans this coming week are on the weather. The massive storm expected, as I speak to you live on Saturday morning, I should note, is predicted to hit New York on Tuesday morning. I'm actually going to be in New York on Monday. Hope I can get out Monday evening and back to Minnesota. Not that I don't love spending time in New York, but I haven't booked a hotel room for anything beyond Monday. And by Friday, hotels were already selling out, even as they doubled room night prices. Yikes. If you got a sofa for me in Manhattan, let me know. Airlines have announced that they will let passengers change flights at no additional charge beginning early this coming week. Well, you can change flights out as, only as far as next weekend. If this storm is as fierce as the Weather Channel predicts, next weekend might not be far enough out. So keep a weather eye on, well, on the weather, as well as your airline's website. And remember, U.S. airlines are not required to provide any kind of compensation, reimbursement, or lodging if delays or cancellations are caused by weather. Incidentally, Jamaica on Thursday reopened its two major airports with the passing of Hurricane Sandy. They've been through it, through the worst of it. Apparently, all major roads are open on the island as well. U.S. Airways and American Airlines creditors committees will meet possibly as early as Tuesday, though it's supposed to be a meeting in New York, so who knows what's going to happen Tuesday in New York. Anyway, they were planning or are planning to discuss the pros and cons of a merger. It's the next step in determining if it's in the airline's interest to become one airline. You may recall this move was uh, initiated by U.S. Airways, and American initially disparaged the possibility of a merger. But the airline's creditors, American is nearing a year in bankruptcy now, and American's pilots agitated for a meeting, and American's clearly taking the possibility more seriously. This next meeting, whether it happens Tuesday in New York or maybe the week after, 
could determine if U.S. Airways makes a formal offer to buy American or to merge with American, excuse me, according to an article in the Wall Street Journal this week. Angered by sanctions against it by European countries, Iran and its parliament plan to ban its citizens from visiting countries that are members of the European Union. This is the first time Iran has considered such a ban on its own citizens, who I suspect are going to be more unhappy about it than maybe those European countries. Domestic airlines are actually making some money, according to numbers that several of them released this week on their third quarter earnings. JetBlue reported a third quarter profit of $45 million. That's big for Jet, uh, JetBlue, $10 million more than the same quarter last year. Alaska Airlines saw its quarterly profit double from last year to a cool $163 million. Hawaiian Airlines reported a 77% jump in profits. U.S. Airways pocketed a profit of $192 million just for the third quarter. And that big boy Delta Airlines earned more than $1 billion in the third quarter, and it's sitting on a cash hoard now of $5.1 billion. United, however, bucked the trend, reporting an anemic profit of $6 million compared to the third quarter of last year when United reaped a profit of $653 million, meaning this past quarter's profit was 1% of the profit posted last year at this time. United's explanation? Fewer people flying. Well, that's not the whole story. The main culprit is a special charge due to a preliminary agreement with its pilots. I expect United will bounce back this quarter with the better numbers. A company that studies the economics of airlines, it's called AirlineFinancials.com, says America's seven top airlines may report $1.8 billion in collective profits uh, from $36.9 billion in revenue. Now, $1.8 in profits might sound pretty good for seven airlines. Well, it's about a 5% profit margin. Nothing to uh, uh, bust too many bottles of champagne out about. Guess what country in the world is considered the most valuable brand? In other words, what country has the just the best sheen about it? It's not the United States, it's not France, it's not Italy, it's Switzerland, according to Future Brand. Future Brand uh, made its eighth annual ranking of the world's leading country brands. Switzerland came out on top. In second, third, and fourth places are Canada, Japan, and Sweden. Where's the U.S.? Well, the U.S. fell two slots from last year's ranking to come in at eighth place. Future Brand uses a complicated algorithm that determines how key audiences, which is to say residents, investors, tourists, and foreign governments, see the world's country brands. Among other countries, the site says, are on course to transform the global landscape economically, politically, and culturally in years to come are the United Arab Emirates, Chile, Malaysia, Qatar, Estonia, China, and Iceland. Well, have you ever envied those CEOs who can fly anywhere on a moment's notice thanks to private business jets or simply the very wealthy who own private jets? This might make you feel a tad bit better about flying plain old commercial airliners. The Flight Safety Foundation says that business jets and turboprops worldwide have, have had more than five times the number of accidents as commercial jets this year. Through almost the first 10 months of this year, 140 people have died in crashes of eight business jets and 13 commercially operated propeller aircrafts or turboprops. Now, only four accidents involving major passenger jets have been recorded worldwide during the same period. That's a record low. Unfortunately, because those were commercial airliners, those crashes resulted in the death of 300, deaths of 380 people. As I mentioned on the show last week, there hasn't been a fatal accident involving a U.S. airline in nearly four years. We are, like, really lucky about that. And at least one ski resort in California opened for skiing after a three-foot dump of snow in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Squaw Valley opened last Thursday, the earliest it's opened for skiing in 51 years. Now, it only opened one run, but it did give hope to ski resorts that last year suffered from a paucity of the white stuff. 
And uh, long-distance routes are being cut by airlines all over the world. The world's longest flight, which was Singapore Airlines' flight from uh, um, Newark to Singapore, a 9,500-mile flight that lasted about 18 and a half hours. Think of that, 18 and a half hours in a coach seat. Think about it. It's being canceled. It'll be canceled next year because not enough people are flying the all-business-class flight. They had high hopes it would, but it didn't work. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's next with Cuba's new relaxed travel rules for its citizens. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling one 800 5 The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Not playing. Hey, back. welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Ireland. And if you've ever thought about taking a trip to Ireland, well, 2013 is the year to do it. That's because Ireland has issued an open invitation to the world to come celebrate the Gathering Ireland 2013. It's a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. Maybe you have an Irish name or Irish roots in the family. Maybe you've studied in Ireland or worked in Ireland or you've enjoyed the music and food of Ireland or maybe you just have a desire to see this beautiful country rich in history with stunning landscapes. 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to Ireland and be part of a worldwide gathering. Details at 
thegatheringireland.com. You can see what else is planned for 2013 and how you can be a part of it. And to plan a vacation, go to discoverireland.com or just go to rudymaxa.com and look for information under sponsors, a live link. We talked a couple weeks ago, uh, or I think it was just last week, actually, uh, about this new uh, um, uh, decree by the Cuban government that its citizens no longer have to apply for an exit visa, which apparently is quite an onerous process, in order to leave the country to visit elsewhere. Now, they still have to have a passport. They have to have a visa from the country they're going to, of course. Um, but apparently, they're a bit more free to travel. I wanted to explore this a little more. Our guest is Phil Peters. He is the vice president of the Lexington Institute in Alexandria, excuse me, Arlington, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. He studies Cuba a lot, writes about it, and just got back from Cuba. Phil, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Rudy. Nice to be with you. Now, were you there when this uh, this new rule or lack of, this rule was taken away? Yes, I was. Did was there? How, do you have any sense of how the citizenry responded? Oh yes, it was. Um, it was a big deal. I remember that morning. It was it was announced in the newspaper, and the, the newspapers just disappeared, and, and everybody bought copies of it. There was there was a longer there was a, uh, an actual copy of the of the law that they printed and that they made available in post offices and by mid-morning there were no copies left people were were very excited about it i i spoke that morning to a catholic bishop in one of the provinces he said this was one of the most anticipated changes he said this was the most anticipated change of, of those that uh, Raul castro has put in place so people were very interested in it and was it a, you happen to know if it was an onerous process to get an exit visa um, it was it was expensive and it ah. was, uh, and it, it well, it, what it, it made it so that you you intended to travel, but you didn't know if you were going to get this permission or not. It was a big restriction on your right to travel. Right. Now they haven't completely eliminated restrictions, but for the vast majority of Cubans, they have. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's a big step forward. I gather scientists, uh, probably high-ranking military folks, uh, dissidents, uh, may be excluded from this. Uh, this new rule. That's right. It goes into effect, Rudy, in the middle of January. And the way it works now for Cubans is that this, this exit permit, which is sort of a hallmark of, 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 of communist countries, the, the, this fundamental restriction on your right to travel, the exit permit is gone. You don't need to get an exit permit anymore. Cubans also needed in the past to get a, a letter of invitation from whoever they were going to be visiting abroad. Ah. So that requirement is gone, too. All they need is a passport. And, and so now there's, there's, there's this new law says that there's going to be some restrictions on passports, people in, in key economic positions. And there's a, a phrase that, that people who, you know, for whom the, it's not in the national interest for these people to travel, which could be dissidents or it could be anyone. Right. So is getting a passport, I presume that's a bit expensive, but it, is that a difficult proposition to get a passport? Uh, no, no. Okay. The only issue now is to see whether they apply any kind of, if there's any curveballs in this thing. Right. But, uh, any restrictions on who might get one. Now, am I correct that, that we have a law here in the United States that if a Cuban's foot can touch American Earth, they're in? That's correct. And so might that portend a, a, a huge influx of Cubans who are leaving Cuba and not going back home? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. You know, it's actually not a law. It's a decision, it's a decision on the part of the, of the executive. It's a policy uh, by the executive branch that's been in place ever since the Clinton administration 
that any president and now President Obama could change in a minute uh, that says that any Cuban who, who sets foot in the United States, we let them in, regardless of whether they've suffered persecution or anything. They don't have to make a case for asylum like uh, as any other uh, person would do. Uh, so it, it essentially encourages illegal immigration. Now, I don't know if this... I, I think that the possibility for us in, in this case might be that Cubans will travel to countries where they don't have, where they're not required to have a visa. Maybe, maybe to Moscow or to, or to Ecuador. Those are two countries where they don't. Cubans can just travel without a visa, and then from there make their way to the United States. And so we'll have an influx of more and more Cubans coming, essentially immigrating illegally. I want to follow up on that. Let me just tell listeners who might have just tuned in, uh, you're listening to Rudy Max's World. Uh, the topic is travel, as it is every weekend here, and I'm talking with Phil Peters. He's the vice president of the Lexington Institute in Arlington, Virginia. He's a specialist on Cuba. What is the Lexington Institute, real fast, Phil? A think tank, nonpartisan think tank in Arlington, Virginia. All right. And you do specialize in Cuba, correct? Yes, I do. Okay. So uh, let me pick up on what you were last saying, that, that Cubans may, with this new freedom to travel coming up in mid-January, to leave their country, may go to countries where they don't, aren't, a visa isn't required, such as Ecuador or, or Russia. But uh, is a visa required to come to the United States? Yes, they, they need a visa to come to the United States. So it, it, it will not result in an immediate influx of, or an immediate increase in the number of Cubans visiting the United States. But what, you know, if someone sails a boat from Cuba to the United States and steps on, steps on to, to land here, they're in, right? They don't have a visa. Right, and that's been the case for, for many years. So maybe, an, you're, are you suggesting an organized travel where it's a tour or, you know, plane landing, that if they don't have a visa, they're not going to get in? Uh, right. I mean, the, the uh, people coming on boats across the Florida Straits, illegal immigration, that's been going on for some time. And, and, and Cubans are the only people who migrate illegally to the United States whom the United States accepts as a matter of policy. I mean, it's kind of strange if you, if you think about it for a minute. Uh, what, what Cubans also do is they go, some go to Mexico, or, or, or they already go to Ecuador, and then get smuggled along the way to the, to the southern border. So we may see an increase in that. I, the point of all this is I think it would make sense for the United States to rethink our own policy towards Cuban migrants. Well, that was going to be my next question. And Because, as I say, if they can come illegally and just land on the beach and somewhere in Florida and they're in, why not just have, why couldn't just plane loads of them just come to the United States? They step off the plane, they're in, visa or no visa, you know, before they even well, because, get to the customs, uh, customs station. Well, because they wouldn't be admitted to get on a plane if they don't have a visa. Okay, okay, I see. Um, but it, 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 why do you think the Cubans? Why do you think the Cuban government relaxed this travel uh, restriction hmm. or hurdle? I should say. Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question because um, I mean, Raúl Castro, the president, he's been president since two thousand eight when Fidel got sick and left office, is involved in a big reform program, mainly to fix the economy, but also. Uh, and it started in 2008, he's been lifting certain prohibitions, as he calls them. He, uh, Cubans are allowed to have cell phones in now in, in, in their own name. They're allowed to buy computers. They're allowed to stay in hotels in their own country. They were banned from that. They're able to buy and sell cars. They, about a year ago, they were permitted to, to, permit, to sell and buy residential real estate so they can buy and sell houses. Hmm. Uh, so uh, they've lifted a series of these prohibitions, and some of them are 
on the small side, but 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 allowing a, a residential real estate market to start is on the big side, I would say. And yeah. here now now on on the travel, um, it's not clear exactly why he chose to do this exactly now because there's certainly a downside to it from 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 their point of view because they're worried about brain drain and they don't sure. have enough economic opportunity there and maybe maybe this will increase the number of people who try to emigrate. I think well, that they're making a bet that in the long run the country's going to be stronger if they have a normal modern immigration policy that lets people travel and come back and they, and that in in the in the in the end the country will benefit from that. Yeah, I know this may be a hard one for you to call, but that's just what I was going to ask you. Do you think there's going to be a mass number of people buying one-way tickets and never coming back? I don't think so. It, they have families. need a visa. Right, and they do have families back home. Presumably. Right, right. Yeah. And I think, frankly, I think most Cubans, I think all Cubans bristled, to say the least, at the idea that their government required them to, to seek permission in order to travel. Mm-hmm. And I think most Cubans are not, we're not interested in travel for the sake of leaving the country and never coming back. I think most Cubans, like most people, want to see the world, and then when they're done, they want to return home. Hey, Phil, I thank you very much for your expert eye on this. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Rudy. Phil Peters is the vice president of the Lexington Institute, a think tank in Arlington, Virginia. He's a Cuba specialist. We'll be right back in just a moment. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible country Wide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 after the hour in Rudy Maxa's world, and this segment of the show is brought to you by our travel uh, friends at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company with a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read the newest story in a series of true travel tales and be eligible 
for a chance to win a new Kindle. How about that? Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from travelers about their experiences. And in this latest one, a couple celebrates their retirement with a trip to Italy. And upon learning about the legend of the Trevi Fountain, their trip takes an unpredictable turn. You can find out the true story, excuse me, the true ending to the story, and earn a chance to win a Kindle by going to travelguard.com forward slash stories. I mentioned at the top of the hour that if you go to Europe and you're carrying along carrying your U.S.-issued uh, credit card or credit card issued from a company in the United States, you might find it increasingly not working because it doesn't have a microchip in it. Having said that, there are a few, few, I've got like one card that's got a microchip in it, but it certainly is not sweeping the nation. Kelly Monahan is a travel writer. He's author of a course for home-based travel agents, and he keeps an eye on these things, and he recently wrote an interesting post on the lack of microchips on American credit cards. Uh, Kelly, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. All right, the first question is, uh, I think I probably know the answer, and probably our listeners do too, but for the record, let's establish why, uh, why are Europeans putting microchips in their credit cards? Well, because they're, they're way more secure. In fact, uh, France recently reported that by using this new technology, they decreased credit card fraud by 80%. Okay, and and there are I know even two years ago there were certain places like train station kiosks where if you put your U.S. credit card without a microchip in it just spit it back out and it didn't work. Exactly, it becomes a uh, a, a big headache. Uh, the train stations are one. Those that nifty bike sharing system in Paris, forget about it. If you're an American, you your card will not work. Well, what the heck is taking American card companies? First of all, I mean, they bellyache about fraud all the time. Um, so you would think that anything that reduces credit card fraud would they hop on it like a I don't know, like a tick on a dog or a flea on a dog, whatever that well, cliche is. Well, well, there therein lies the rub. Uh, the credit card companies and the big banks collect huge fees from merchants, uh, ostensibly to cover fraud. And they've been fighting this technology because they don't want to give up their um, you know, that that income stream. Now, far be it from me to suggest that the big banks might be greedy. There must be some other good explanation. Please, please. But um, but there, something called the Durban Amendment to the Dodd Frank Bill is a sort of a step in the right direction. It reduces the fees that. Um, that the credit card companies can charge and hopefully might uh, nudge them in the direction of uh, of introducing more secure technology but they're fighting that tooth and nail now a few credit card companies are bowing to uh, the demands of of international travelers most of whom they have decided are their elite customers who are paying uh, several hundred dollars uh, a year for these uh, premium cards they're introducing uh, chips for those folks. In other words, uh, American Express has told me that with my Platinum card, I will be able to get uh, chip and pin technology uh, beginning in late November. Are they going to send it to for, me, or do we have to ask for it? You have to ask for it, and um, I, I, it hasn't been announced, but I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that the already hefty fee for those cards is going to go up if you want a chip and pin card. Interesting. Well, I got. I presume, and I'm not. Believe me, I'm not apologizing for credit card companies. But to re retro, well, not retrofit. To to change everybody in America's credit cards to ones with uh, microchips in it, uh, and just to mail them out alone, let alone producing them, would be quite an extraordinary cost. 
Absolutely. I mean, and that's why we're all still writing with pen and paper, because switching to computers would have been an enormous cost. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I suppose I was going to say, yeah, but we're bearing that cost. But as you say, if if credit card uh, companies start increasing uh, the fee to put in the just because they put in a microchip, we'll still bear the cost. Right. Well, you know, frankly, personally, I wouldn't mind bearing uh, some of the cost. I mean, the only good thing about the problems I had uh, was it enabled me to practice my my French a little more and trying to uh, uh, sweet-talk somebody into letting me borrow their credit card so I could put gas in my rental car. (laughs) You mentioned that, that you you pulled up to a gas station and they wouldn't take your American-issued, U.S.-issued credit card because it didn't have a chip, so you got a local to fill up with their credit card and you had to hand them cash, right? Exactly, and it wasn't that they refused to get it. These a lot of um, uh, gas stations are completely automated. There's there's no human being there. Right, nobody had cash too. Yeah, my my tip for people who are are using a car in in France is to fill up on on the uh, the auto routes, the the super highways, uh, which are ferociously expensive in terms of tolls. But the gas stations there obviously have human beings, uh, and, and you will be able to use your credit card. That's uh, all good advice. Hey, Kelly, thank you for bringing us up to date on this. And let me just say uh, a word before I lose you. I've known Kelly for years and years, and uh, he runs a program for home-based travel agents. In other words, folks who want to work out of their home and book travel for others, and he's got a great book out called Home-Based Travel Agent. You can get it at Amazon.com. It's in its fifth edition. You got a website for us, Kelly? HomeTravelAgency.com, and that that book you mentioned is now out of print and has been uh, substituted with a brand-new course. Oh, excellent. Okay, Kelly, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at RudyMaxa.com. Geico says, let's make life simpler. It's a fact of modern life. Switching isn't easy. Your bank, your cable company, your girlfriend. Let's just say each switch comes with a certain degree of difficulty. But switching to GEICO, now that couldn't be easier. First of all, it only takes 15 minutes. And just like that, you could be saving hundreds on car insurance. No muss, no fuss, no irate, vengeful, significant others. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Want to really clean up for the holidays? Deck out your halls for less at Lumber Liquidators Flooring Sale. Our thickest laminates are up to 33% off. Plus, save up to 10% on all hand-scraped engineered hardwood and up to 10% on all hand-scraped bamboo. Better yet, get special extended financing, plus big savings on flooring tools and professional installation. Hurry, our flooring sale is going on now. So visit LumberLiquidators.com and find your local store today. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free. 
by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Folks, you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip, right? Well, if you're like me, you have OnCall International. On the line is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, why is membership with OnCall International so important? Rudy, OnCall International is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations. We offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice. We cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home, and we offer plans to fit every budget or need. Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsor. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. We're here every weekend talking travel for an hour or two in your favorite radio station. Hope you make us appointment radio. You think you collect a lot of frequent flyer miles? Well, meet Brian Kelly. He is the founder of a website called The Points Guy. And he was collecting frequent flyer miles so much that he had elite status on U.S. Airways by his sophomore year in college. And after graduating from the University of Pennsylvania, he became a recruiter for a major investment bank. And I think, far as I know, lived, ate, and slept on airplanes as he traveled about 125,000 miles a year to uh, do his job. First time on the show. Nice to have you here. Brian, nice welcome to, to Remax's World. Thanks for having me. Listen, um, there are a couple things. Let me just tout your, your website a bit to our listeners. If you, I'm speaking about my listeners now, you know, if, if you are thinking about getting a new credit card and you're somebody for whom points or miles are important, um, you really owe it to yourself to go to the to uh, thepointsguy.com. Just click on deals, top deals right now, or on credit cards, and you will see a, a very clear side-by-side -side comparison of dozens of credit cards um, that will tell you how much, how many bonus miles you'll get if you sign up, et cetera, et cetera, and all the fine print. Um, and then uh, Brian's blog has all kinds of tips for uh, taking trips for a little bit of money that will return you an outsized number of miles. Brian, you said that um, you say that even though you travel a lot, most of your miles don't come from being in an airplane. Exactly. Yeah. Nowadays, it's it's not about how much you fly; it's about how smart you are with your finances and and, uh, you know, I do all of my shopping online and through these mileage portals. Um, so there's so many different ways that you can rack up miles without even stepping foot on a plane. Now, there's one disadvantage of that is you don't get these elite qualifying miles that uh, often lead to upgrades and so on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, elite status is amazing if you can, if you can swing it. 
Uh, and if you fly enough to justify, I mean, the perks can be unbelievable. You know, I'm executive platinum on American Airlines, and they give me eight upgrade certificates a year where I can buy the cheapest coach fare and fly in international business class. So, but for you know many people who don't fly a ton, um, it it may, may make more sense by you know just get the best credit card, take advantage of the best promotions, and you know redeem miles for trips that would otherwise cost you a lot of money. Let me just step back for a moment. I should have said to folks who don't play the mileage game as assiduously as Brian and, and to some extent I do, elite qualifying miles are what you get only for the number of miles you fly, not bonus, not tied to your credit card, not because you had your car washed at some place that gave you airline miles. Those are actually flying miles, and that's how you reach the gold, platinum, blah, blah, blah status, which allows you, as uh, Brian just said, to get free upgrades. You, It's easier for you to get awards, some award tickets somehow. So we're going to leave aside EQMs, or elite qualifying miles, and just talk about accumulating um, miles. So do you, Brian, get a credit card that gives you forty or 50,000 or more miles to sign up, hold on to it for a year, and then sort of quietly cl- well close it down and then come back and get another one um, do you do you do you churn as they would say in the investment business definitely yeah i mean uh i'm definitely getting there's an art to opening and closing credit cards and i think a lot of people think that you know if you open a new credit card it's going to ruin your credit but the fact of the matter is it only dings your credit about 2 points and on a scale of 850 as long as you have a strong score uh most people with good credit can withstand getting a couple new cards here and there uh, because when, you know, the, the sign-up bonus is 50,000 points, as you said, uh, you know, that, that can easily be $1,000 in value per card that you open. Uh, so, yes, every, about every three to four months, I'll get a batch of new cards. Sometimes it's two, three. I've got, gotten up to six cards on, you know, on the same day. You know, I reap as much value as possible out of them. And, you know, I usually tell people at least wait six months before canceling a card, but um, you know, I have certain cards that I keep open forever with no annual fees because part of your credit score is the longe- longevity of your accounts. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just be closing, you know, accounts that you've had open for years. But, you know, there, there is an art to it. As you said, it's called churning. And uh, if you've got good credit, you can be pulling in thousands and thousands uh, of dollars in value a year just from credit card applications. Well, sure. If you're, if you're getting, if you, on a day or a week, you might get six cards. I know you don't do that every week, obviously. But just in a week, you could maybe get 50,000 bonus miles for all those cards. That's 300,000 miles right there. And, and I think you also... I think you also, and I'm going to ask you, because this is a rich subject of mine, I'm going to ask you to stay through the commercial break coming up in about 30 seconds, if you don't mind. But we got about 30 seconds, Brian. Do you, do you advocate using points mainly for upgrades as opposed to free tickets? No. Upgrades, I mean, it really depends on the carrier these days. You know, Delta will make you buy a full fare ticket to upgrade internationally. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those coach tickets are, are more expensive than discounted business class. So it really depends on the situation. But, uh, you know, my favorite redemption is redeeming for business or first class. All right. Will you hang on through the commercial break, Brian? Because we got more to talk about. Brian, you'll hang on, won't you? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back here. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. My guest is Brian Kelly. He's the founder of a great website called ThePointsGuy.com, and his specialty is maximizing frequent flyer points and and, uh, and and miles as well. And I asked him to stay on. Six minutes just wasn't enough. Brian, okay, we talked about churning credit cards in a careful, in a sort of measured way in order to get those big, fat bonus 30, 40, 50, 60,000 miles up front for getting new cards. You talk about one of the big gripes of travelers is when they try to cash in their miles for a ticket, there's never seems to be any award seats or not enough award seats available. Yet you say airline websites lie, that there are actually lots more awards available on flights if you know where to look. Where should we be looking? Exactly. I think the first thing that you need to do is identify, you know, airlines are partners with other airlines. So even if you have uh, American airline miles, you can redeem on other partners like British Airways and Qantas, which most people realize but then beyond that, there are other airline partners, uh, like Hawaiian Airlines or um, you know, Qatar Airlines, and those awards almost never show up online. So it's really about familiarizing yourself with, with your options, if you want to go to Hawaii or you know, wh- whatever your destination is. And then when you call into the airline, you say, you know, I want you to check other airline partner availability as well. And uh, there are websites like Expert Flyer that will actually let you check award availability so that when you call up the airline, you can say, nope, I know that there is a seat available on this route on this day. The more you can help guide the phone reps, the better chance of booking your award. So the airline that you have miles on will look up um, partner airlines award availability if you give them a ring. Exactly, but you can't call up an airline rep and expect them to do all the heavy lifting and research and routes. Um, generally, right. they're just going to search a simple search of, of that airline's availability. Um, and a lot of times they'll say, nope, nothing's available, because, you know, you may get a lazy rep. But if you've done your homework yourself, you can absolutely, you know, the chances of booking that award increase dramatically. You talk about building in stopovers. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, what most people don't realize uh, is that most airlines will actually let you, instead of just going from New York to London to New York, you can actually go from New York to London, stop for five days, and then continue on London to Istanbul and have that be your destination and then fly home Istanbul to New York. So instead of just getting a simple round trip or, you know, New York to Istanbul, you can actually build in and visit other cities. So this can greatly increase the value of your award, um, you know, so you don't have to buy that intra-European flight, which might cost you 500 bucks. So I did that two years ago going to Oktoberfest. I went to Munich, and then I also wanted to check out Berlin. So all for the same price, I, I paid $10 more in taxes. I tacked on a, a flight from Munich to Berlin and then Berlin back to New York. So it's all about familiarizing yourself with the rules. These programs can be confusing, but in that confusion, there's a, there lies a lot of opportunity because most people don't take the time to know the rules. So the few that do can make out like bandits. Brian, Joe Brancatelli was on the show last week from JoeSentMe.com. I'm sure you know his, his site. Yep. Um, and he, was, he is now advising people to start burning up miles because he says within the next year or so, most U.S. airlines are going to begin replicating what British Airways has been doing for years and JetBlue and Southwest, where instead of getting one mile for every mile you fly, how many miles or points, which they'll call them then, you collect is dependent on the price of your ticket. So that frequent flyers are going to make out better, but folks who only fly three or four times a year and buy a really cheap ticket for those three trips are not going to get better. Would you second that emotion? 
I wouldn't go as far as, you know, I, I did read Joe's articles about that. You know, in general, I do recommend that people don't hoard your miles because over time they're going to lose value. You know, airlines add charges. Uh, they raise the amount of miles that you need to book awards. So if you think that your miles are going to get more valuable over time, you're wrong. I'm, I'm not alarmist in that the whole game that we play now is, is going to go away, so just burn through them all right now. Um, you know, I, I do think, I don't think within the next one year that all the major airline programs are going to go to these fixed value, you know, programs where, okay. you know, instead of now where we can get 100,000 miles and go to business class to Europe, it's going to cost 500,000. But, uh, you know, I, I do agree in general that, that the programs are changing, but, um, you know, it's still very lucrative, and I don't foresee that changing in the near future. Brian Kelly, I'm going to keep an eye on your website, thepointsguy.com, and I hope you'll come back from time to time and talk with us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. My pleasure as well. Brian Kelly is the founder of thepointsguy.com. Check it out for deals, how to be smart about accumulating points, and how to be smart about using them. Got time for a little quick deal of the week here. We got a sounder? Where's that cash register? There it is. <laughs> Took a second to come up. Speaking of airline sales, uh, Southwest kicked off its December holiday travel sale this week. Um, but keep in mind, you've got to buy these tickets by November 1st. That's Thursday by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So just before midnight on Thursday, these will disappear. Now, these deals are good for travel two different time periods, November 16th through the 28th. Got that? 16th through the 28th of November. And then again, December 13th through January 2nd. There are some blackout dates. Here are some sample fares. $119 one way between Atlanta and Houston. One way, $109 between Kansas City and New Orleans. L.A. and Vegas, $79 each way. Those are pretty good deals. Now, I'm going to have some more deals of the week for you, including an enormous cruise sale that expires Sunday, 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 October 22nd, 7th, which is this weekend. So that's coming up in the next hour, or I'll post it on Facebook uh, if your station doesn't carry our show uh, for the second hour. In fact, we are ending the first hour, and if your station is leaving us, see you here again next week. Same time, same station. If your station's sticking for the second hour, as most of our stations fortunately do, we'll take about a six-minute break for some news and messages, and we'll be back and start it all over again. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.